Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hello, everyone. What's happening? How are you? How art thou? Talk to me. Shoot your comments. Let me know where you're watching from. All that happy stuff. Happy Monday in June 2022. Hope everybody's enjoying the summertime. Or is it even officially summer yet? I don't even know. <laughs> um, anywho, today we are talking about prioritization, which this may, well, it may or may not seem like a big topic. Uh, like everything, it depends on your perspective. Um, you know, there's, I put a quote, where did I put the, oh, I put the quote in the, the um, advertisement for the show this afternoon, uh, Zig Ziglar quote. And I used to have this on my website years ago when I started my business. And the quote is, lack of direction not lack of time is the problem. We all have 24 hour days from Zig Ziglar, you know, and Zig Ziglar was one of the, I don't know if you want to say the first, um, he was a self-help guy, you know, um, which the self-help industry was really birthed out of the business industry. You know, that's a, a lot of the positive thinking and, and, and success type stuff it originated with these teachers that had found that when you like pay attention to successful people, there's certain things that they do that other people aren't doing, <laughs> you know? And <clears throat> so they started seeing that there was a difference in, in their perspectives and the way they interacted with life and, <clears throat> excuse me, things like that. So they started, you know, doing these books and Zig Ziglar was one of these guys. Now, I believe <clears throat> that if something works consistently and well, that it's because it's in alignment with nature's laws or universal laws or spiritual laws, you know, something, it's an alignment with the laws that run the universe. That's why it works consistently and it works well. Hey, Rena. <laughs> Rena. I just said Rena. Uh, hi, Rena. <laughs> uh, good to see you. And I see you're on YouTube. Cool. Um, so, yeah. So, like, this stuff is, there's a lot of stuff that the self-help industry, which, um, you know, it, in some ways, the, the New Age spiritual movements kind of came out of that. It's 
you know, it's this whole thing of, of looking at your life and seeing where you can do better and stuff like that. So, so there's, I guess my point is don't be surprised when there's overlap <laughs> with these things. There's truth everywhere for us to find. And if you see something that works, then there's, like I said, consistently, then there is truth behind it. That's why it's working consistently. So this quote with Zig Ziglar really helped me when I was starting my business because, you know, I was a single parent. My son had just moved in with me full time and I was the only one doing many of the parenting with him. And, and, I, and, <laughs> and I just decided to start a business. Perfect timing, you know. So, so I was very busy and I was trying to manage um, my time and be effective and be a good parent and, and live spiritually and still start a business and all this stuff. And it was a lot. So, you know, this mentality helped me tremendously. And now where I am in life, I'm kind of the opposite. You know, my son's older. He doesn't require much energy at all. He's his own man. So like, so now it's like I have all this free time and this free energy. My business is established. It doesn't take nearly the energy it used to, to, to maintain it the way I've created it. So it's, you know, so like now all of a sudden I have more downtime and I can use, but what I've learned is to use my energy wisely. Right. And when I'm looking at how other people are living their lives, you know, especially people that are struggling. This is my little light thing here. Um, when I see how other people, I often see that one of the issues that they're having is prioritization. And the reason I say prioritization instead of time management is because it's more specific or there's differences. It's, it's a better, I, I think there's more ways to come at it because this is a beautiful, really helpful thing that we can use in our lives, but we have to understand it on different levels and see how it impacts our life. Because like I said, I've been seeing different things in different people's lives where I'm like, and this is how I come up with topics a lot of times, you know, I'm like, oh, that's prioritization. If they got better prioritization, they, that would be better. They, you know, they wouldn't be struggling so much in that area. And then I'll see it again. And then I'll see it again. And when I see things two, three times, you know, on the same topic, I usually end up doing a podcast on it. So here we are. <laughs> Welcome. And hello to Sarah. Thanks for joining me, Sarah. Um, I got to. Well, I got to ask, where are you guys? Because Sarah, you never know. And Raina, I think I forgot where Raina's from. I want to say Canada, but I could be wrong. And the divine is in the house. I know you're in Rhode Island. Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> so, yeah. So let's dive into the prioritization. Dallas. Ah, Raina's in Dallas. Okay. I don't know why I had Canada. Probably because I've met a few people from Canada recently. Um, so prioritization, it, it can, you know, it's really a multifaceted tool and it's really a gift. And hey, okay. All right. Hold on. We got a few highs. So is that, 
Babs from Atlanta or Bob's? My my eyes having a hard time on that. Uh, <laughs> and Francis from the UK, I know where you are. And Sarah's in Colorado Springs this week. Sweet. I'm sure that'll be changing soon. <laughs> um, cool, cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you for saying hello and let me know where you're from. I like that. It makes me feel connected to you guys, you know? Um, so prioritization, it can, you know, lots of different ways, like um, how we live our lives. <laughs> Let's start with something small like that. You know, how we live our lives. I've said this before, like my prioritization is about my connection to my source first, taking care of myself second, and everything else third. You know, and of course, we're going to get into prioritization. So I can, I'll probably expand on what third looks like because, you know, every, when I say everything else, that means I'm not going to continue talking about every single little detail of my life because it would bore you. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the first two are the most important because they are what sets up everything else. So if I maintain a quality connection with my source and I take care of myself, I give my body what it needs. I give myself downtime. I make sure I'm including fun into my life. You know, give, my, give myself what I need um, in that area. Then I'm healthy if I'm taking care of myself and fueling myself with, with energy. Then I have the energy to be everything else. And, you know, like I said, that that varies, that that can vary depending on your life. It can vary depending on the day um, or just where you are in your life. You know, like when I was younger, I needed a lot of energy for my son. Now I don't need all that energy for my son. I might put more energy into having fun now or just relaxing now. You know, so it can vary and it can even vary by the day. You know, if you have some work project that's due, you might need to expend more of your energy onto that for a day or two to get it done. And then, you know, have your have more downtime after that. You know, so it's kind of along this. What I'm talking about right now is along the same lines of balance, which I'm sure I've done other podcasts on. You know, it's it's having a percentage of of each things like to, to oversimplify balance is like 33 percent of three things. And knowing that it's not going to stay like that, like sometimes if there's an emergency in your home life, then you could have 90 percent of your energy going to your home life and 10 percent going to your work and 10 percent going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. What did I say? 90% to family? Okay, so you only got a 10 left. So, so you know, so it might be it might be 100% of your energy goes to your family, you know, one day. But what it is, is where people get off is they don't get back into that balance after. You know, they just stay, like, especially when it's work. If there's something that, that like, requires extra work, energy, then they'll, they'll focus, they'll put 75% of, of their energy on work. And then five years later, they wake up and they're still there. Like they're still putting 75% of their energy towards work. 
Faith, come here. Neighbors must be walking the dogs. Um, <clears throat> so, so yeah, so it's about getting back into that balance once the situation has transcended. You don't want to stay out of balance. You don't want to stay at 75% at work if, unless that's what you agreed upon. Like if that's, if that's how you see your life and that's what is necessary in your life at that particular time, then fine. But if you are at a space in your life where work is only supposed to be taking up 50% of your time and you have to bring it to 75 for a particular project, then make sure it gets back to 50, you know, like to, to, to get back into balance. This is living consciously. So this is along the same lines of what I'm talking about and prioritizing because sometimes prioritizing, like sometimes there's a big benefit for something that takes a short period of time and therefore it comes into the prioritization model. Okay. So I'm going to try to make this example generic. Um, if you have, um, well, well, let's, let's just say, you know, I'll use a young kid that, that, um, ha with driving for some reason that popped into my head. So you, let's say you're a young kid and your parents have a car for you and it's just sitting in the driveway, but you haven't gotten your driver's license yet. And so, so the car is just sitting there now if you, but you have to work a lot, right? Let's say you're working a lot. So, and you're still in school. So you got your school, you got, you know, your friends and you're working. So your life is actually pretty busy, even though you're young, but you got this car waiting for you that could really simplify everything. You can drive yourself to work. You can drive yourself to go hang out with friends. Um, it makes life a lot more convenient in a lot of ways. Now, if you just need to set up an appointment and go get your driver's license because you're over 18 or whatever, and you have to go do that, then that's kind of like two days, let's just say. One day to, to make the appointment and then one day to set aside to go do that. Like, I understand that maybe getting your driver's license is not as important as going to work or hanging out with your friends even, <laughs> but it benefits your life in so many ways that it makes sense to prioritize that day. I mean, you know, not that you would need to take a day off from work, but I mean, realistically you could, it would make sense from a prioritizing perspective to take a day out of work specifically to go get your driver's license. Why? Because every day thereafter is that much simpler. You see, so if there is something that is high benefit, that doesn't take much, much time out of your life, that can kind of go up towards the top of the schedule, you know, or top of your priority list. Why? Because the benefit is huge. You know, this is the, we have to keep this type of stuff into consideration. I didn't realize that a lot of people didn't do that until this crossed my radar and I started seeing people, you know, do this in lots of ways. It's like, so let me try to think of like a different example. That's more of a, a adult because that's, you know, more adults life because that's more, 
um like maybe like maybe um uh, i don't know do you guys got any examples <laughs> okay wait a minute wait a minute this is priceless <laughs> I've got somebody on here attempting to hit up Francis <laughs> for a reading. Um, one, it's probably a prank. Um, two, if if you are somebody who actually gives readings, this is completely inappropriate and the wrong place to do it. And you need to develop a little bit more respect for spirituality because you're, yeah, I, it's not me. You're not disrespecting me. Well, I maybe you are in some way. I'm not really concerned about it because you kind of can't disrespect me because I'm not going to give you that power. But this is disrespecting spirituality. There is people who give wonderful readings and help one another. And jumping on some Facebook Live and reaching out to somebody that's listening in the middle of it, trying to get them to get a reading from you is disrespectful. Um, so please don't do that. <laughs> it's just like, are you literally seriously on my live trying to drum up business from people? That's just disrespectful. There's karmic backlash that comes for that type of stuff. That's why I said, please learn some respect for your craft. If you actually do have that craft, if you're fake, then you may go. If you're real, then please learn from this. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> um Babs, i've listened to you for years on insight timer this is the first time seeing you live oh well you're either gonna love it or hate it <laughs> oh oh hopefully you love it thank you for tuning in i appreciate it <clears throat> um so so yeah i'm not i'm not sure about a a um you know a real life example i guess i guess maybe if there's a house project you know like a house project might be a good thing, you know, like, I mean, if you're going to screen in your porch or, you know, something like that and you're like, yeah, but, you know, it's going to take a whole weekend. It's like, well, just prioritize your time, you know, like it's OK. I'm I'm big fan on taking care of yourself and prioritizing our self-love and our self-care. Huge fan of that. So doing things on your downtime, like when you should be having fun, I'm not a big fan of that. <laughs> like you should have fun in life, right? So screening in your porch might not be a fun weekend, but if you get to sit out there every night, like, and enjoy the weather, I mean, prioritize that, man. Prioritize that, you know, move that up on your list. Why? Because the payoff is awesome. That's why it's worth it. You can take two days and you get to enjoy it like, you know, I mean, you know, let's just say the if you live up north or something, you know, you, you can enjoy that four or five months or something, you know, maybe not every day, but consistently. Cool. Cool, man. That's, you know, that's that's a good quality use of two days. You see how so you you have when you're prioritizing my point is when you're prioritizing pay attention to not only how much time something is going to take but what your payoff is for that time 
that's how things can move up and down on your priority list. You know, like if, because you could have two days to get a screened in porch and you can have a benefit of four months or thereabouts of enjoyable time, big payoff, little more, uh, minimal investment of, of time. So you, you can, you know, another thing is like, well, you could take in, instead of enjoying your weekend, you could spend all weekend cleaning your house. Eh. What's the payoff? Your house is a little cleaner. Whatever. You're going to have to do it next week, too. <laughs> you know, like, it's not that huge of a payoff. So I'm not going to sacrifice my weekend of having fun or even relaxing and doing nothing to clean. Why? Because the payoff isn't that big. Right. So do you see how you have to take into consideration not only how much time something's going to take, which often time is another way of saying energy. Um, but what the payoff is, you know, so if your payoff is large, then make the time for it. That's prioritizing. Make the time. If there's a big payoff, squeeze it in, find a way, you know, move something else over. That's prioritizing, you know, and if something's important to you, prioritize it more. Hey, Mike, Mike, good to see you. Still in Arizona. I hope you're not missing RI too much. Not lovely Arizona weather. Um, yeah, so it's so this is one thing. We we can prioritize our time that way. You know, um, I think prioritizing our time in a way that is um, really beneficial as far as our downtime, you know, or our fun time. Like, well, I, I was just thinking, do I still do this today? I do basically still do it today. It looks a little bit differently, but most of my life, which has been like 18 years since I woke up, most of my awake life, I've been pretty busy, you know, up until a few years ago. Um, I was very busy <laughs> up until a few years ago. So most of the time, I didn't really have to prioritize work. You know, I mean, if I was working for somebody, I went to work when I was supposed to. If I was starting my own business, I was kind of always working when I could to some degree. What I scheduled was downtime. And this is something that a lot of people don't do. Scheduling downtime. Well, why would I do that? It's because it's a priority. That's why. You know, this is what I learned about spirituality. We have to prioritize it. We, we, we don't have to, we don't have to prioritize it in the, in the way of time. That's not what I'm talking about. Like, like, um, usually when you say prioritizing something and making it more important than something else, the, the idea of time comes in because we live in a linear reality. So everything, we, we, our brain automatically equates everything with time. And the beautiful thing is spirituality is not like that. So in work, like if you have to work eight, 10 hours a day, you don't have to be like <laughs> meditate for eight, 10 hours a day. Otherwise, you're saying that work is more important than spirituality. That's not how it works. Like you don't 
so you don't even have to try to do that. I mean, because nobody would be able to do that. You know, spirituality, we're rigged to win. So like if that was the game, we wouldn't be able to win because most people can't quit their jobs to become spiritual. So they wouldn't be able to do it. So therefore we would lose. So that's not the system. The system is the system is showing priority. You do have to show that your spiritual journey actually means something to you when you take it seriously, but it's not the quantity of time. It's the quality of time and holding it dear. Most people, when their life gets busy or complicated, their self-care goes right out the window. And that is poor prioritization. You know, I heard this many years ago with this um, with this priest. I can't remember his name. It was something simple, too, like, like Father Dan or Father Dave or something. I don't know. It was some guy that was on... Um, Oprah a few times on Super Soul Sunday many years ago. And he was talking, he said that, and this struck me is a beautiful way to describe it. He said that when he, he's a very busy man, like he, he was an author as well with his, his duties with the church. He was also an author and went around the world speaking and all kinds of stuff. So he was a very busy guy. And he said in the morning when he gets up, or the night before or whatever, when he looks at his schedule, when he sees that there's going to be an extremely busy day, he meditates more and does more spiritual practice that day than the days that he has a slower day because he needs it more. And that made so much sense to me. It's like, yes. So we have to prioritize our self-care and put it at the top of our list because it's not, it doesn't require a lot of time. So like, really, if, if you have um, a let's just say you have a spiritual practice where you meditate 10 minutes every morning. And at night you read a few pages of some spiritual book and that's kind of it during the week. And then you're working with a, a spiritual teacher like myself or something and you meet with them twice a month. So what you're doing is you're taking basically about 20 minutes per day out of 24 hours. Not much. Really no excuse why you can't keep up with that. I mean, like when I say really no excuse, I mean, there's really no excuse. <laughs> like, there's, there's zero reason why you can't do that on a daily basis. The only reason you can't spend 20 minutes a day unless there's some extreme emergency. I mean, even in those days you can, but some extreme emergency where the entire family is in the hospital and, and even then you probably can do it. But let's just say there's an extreme example. You, you can get right back to it. There's basically no reason in anybody's daily life where they can't take 20 minutes for themselves. And if you think you can't, you need to. Because you're literally killing yourself. If you don't have 20 minutes out of your own day for yourself, you're, you are basically committing a slow suicide because you are so out of control. You have no idea what you're doing and you have no control over your own behavior and you, you don't care about yourself. Your self-love is in the toilet. So if, if you can't take 20 minutes out of your life to, to take care of yourself, please start. 
because you're worth it. You're worth more than that. And that's the least you can do. Okay. So, but if you, a lot of times what happens is as soon as money gets tight or as soon as time gets tight, the first thing that goes out the window is the spiritual teaching. It's, it's like, that, that's the only thing you should keep. It's the only thing you have other than 20 minutes a day. You have two hours a month, two hours a month for your self care. And you can't set aside two hours a month. Two hours a month. <laughs> I was, I just, uh, did you hear that in the recording? You know, that was me. I just clicked on my phone and the, uh, this recording was playing. I heard myself. So two hours a month. So that's 24 hours times 30 days. That's 720 hours. So you still have 718. If you can't find two hours a month to take care of yourself and you're expecting to have peace and happiness in your life, Good luck. Prioritize. Prioritize what's important to you. Act like it's important. You know, people say their happiness is important. It's like, okay, what have you done to expand your happiness in the last month? Usually when I ask that question, this is what I get for an answer. What do you mean? If you have to ask what I mean, then you're not doing it. You're not putting any energy towards happiness and peace in your life. How do you expect to have it? Like, you know, and again, you can go to work, but act like your spirituality is a priority. And it will be if you act like it is. That's all you have to do is just act like it is. It's like, how? Well, you make it a priority. You make it happen. Like you schedule around it. Like it's sometimes when people start working with me, they're like, oh, um, like, oh, I can't go. I have a, a, a doctor's appointment. It's just a checkup. But it's like, well, schedule around it. Like schedule around. Like is your, you know, we schedule around doctor's appointments. Just a general checkup. It's not really for anything. I mean, most times it's just to make sure nothing's wrong. And as far as we know, nothing is wrong, you know. And I mean, throw the doctor a few bucks, you know. But like we will we will reroute heaven and earth to avoid changing that doctor's appointment. But we don't do it with our own spiritual growth with our life coaching, that's like back burner, you know, oh, well, if I can squeeze it in, let me see where I can fit you. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying people need to, to quit their jobs. They don't. And, and, you know, I, I'm going to be honest here. I do not have a large problem with this with my clients. I don't because it's the, the most people that decide to work with me have listened like Babs to, to the, uh, to my podcast. And, Anybody that is going to play little games like that, they're not going to hire me because I'm too straightforward. And it's much easier to manipulate somebody else and play those games with somebody else than me. 
and you can't throw a stick without hitting three life coaches. So why pick me, somebody that's going to give you a hard time over it and teach you about prioritizing when you can just manipulate somebody else? <laughs> you know, it's much easier to do that. So that's what usually people do. So I don't, this is not a, I'm just using this as an example. This is not a large problem in my particular business, thank God. So when I, one of the things, one of the ways I learned this very early on was when I first moved up to, to um, Rhode Island, you know, I had just woken up like eight months before or so. And um, like, so I, I don't know, maybe, I, maybe I'm somewhere around like two years or something after I woke up, maybe less. I, uh, I, start, I, I met this woman, Grace, and she's still a friend of mine to this day. And we started having spiritual conversations and it was really helpful. And she was nice enough back then. She was just getting into doing these healings. And she was nice enough to give me these free healings. I still remember this. I don't know. Sometimes she listens, but uh, it'd probably be funny for her to hear this. So she was giving me these free healings. And after a while, she says, hey, Glenn, I, I got to talk to you about something. I got this message and it said to not give you the free healings anymore, that you needed to start paying. But it has nothing to do with the money. It has to do with you prioritizing your spiritual work. It's so easy for you now because I'm giving you free healing sessions to do this and really not prioritize it in your life. And so what I was getting is a message to, to get you to take your spiritual journey more seriously and to prioritize it better that it wasn't really important how much I charged, but I needed to charge something. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, and I went home and I sat with it. And of course the first instinct is like, yeah, baloney. It's about the money, you know? And I sat with it and I was like, do I trust her? I said, yeah, I trust her. I trust that she's a good person and I trust that she's not just out for the money. Um, it's like, okay, then what about the message? And I, and I went inside and I started, you know, contemplating it and feeling how I felt. And I was like, she's right. She's right. <clears throat> I am taking these healings when they're free and only when they're free. And I'm not expanding it in any other way. And I was broke back then. So I started scraping together money. Like, you know, $2 here, $5 there, whatever I could. And I would get a healing whenever I scraped together enough money, which she was nice enough to give me a discount. You know, she, <laughs> she could have charged me a lot more. Um, but there was a shift right then. When I started taking it more seriously and when I started, um, you know, like actually putting my hard-earned money towards it, that is prioritizing through action. You see, you take it and you go, oh, well, I don't have much money. Oh, well, I have to spend it on something very important then, right? That's, that's called prioritizing. So you prioritize and you go, okay, what's important to me? Well, my happiness and my peace is important. Okay, then taking some of my hard-earned money and putting it towards that is a good use of my money. Why? Because it's a priority in my life. That's why, you know? So this is what I'm talking about, about slowing down and, and prioritizing 
you know, our life and our energy. So like I have to take care of, uh, I have to stay connected to source. I have to take care of myself and keep my energy up. Why? So I can be a good parent. So I can be a good friend. So I can be a good worker. You know, if we just deplete ourselves, we just, we end up functioning at 50%. We're 50% of the parent we could be. We're 50% of the, the husband or wife we could be. We're, we're just giving the world a, a, a minimized version of ourselves and we're not accomplishing that much. And this is why we're out in life just doggy paddling, just trying to tread water and we're never getting anywhere because we're expending all our energy because we don't take care of ourselves. Right. So if we have our priorities right and we're like, OK, you know, connection to source, take care of myself, everything else. Cool. That's a good start. That's a good design for living. And then we go into our lives and we look at where our, we're spending our money. Priority. You know, if you're still giving two hundred dollars a month to the cable company, uh, look into it, dude. You can stream for a lot cheaper, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, and you could take that money. Like if you're prioritizing your money, actually literally take the money you're saving and put it towards something you want. That could be savings. It could be your spiritual work. It could be, um, like I said, savings where, where like it's just a spiritual bank account where you're just throwing money and you don't even know where it's going to go. And then all of a sudden you see uh, a sound healing you want to go to and you're like, oh, my God, there's a sound healing. Cool. I'll take 30 bucks out of that account and I'll go. Or there's a retreat that's a few grand. Oh, look, I've saved up some money, you know, or I didn't. I'll go to the retreat next year, but I'm going to keep banking money so I can when I want to. You know, like this is it's prioritizing money, right? And in our lives, it's prioritizing time because that's our currency in our everyday life. So schedule downtime. Like I was saying earlier, like I schedule, I've scheduled downtime in my life. I still do. It's, it was more important before because I was so busy that I used to have to schedule like sometimes a half an hour or an hour. And I would just literally put it on my schedule with a reminder and like color code it in red and be like downtime. I am not allowed to accomplish anything during this half hour or this hour. I have to be still. I have to do nothing. I can watch a TV show. I can sit outside. I can go for a walk. But what I can't do is be productive. I can't be productive during that time. That's my downtime. I used to schedule that, not stuff to do because I, I was always doing stuff, you know, I was going and getting groceries when I could and keeping the house clean and driving to soccer games and, you know, and, and working and you know, how you guys know how it is. Like most people have busy lives. So you're doing all this stuff, schedule downtime, put it on your calendar. This is prioritizing time. It's another thing that I used to remind myself when I was so busy is that somebody like <laughs> I've used this, I've used this line of thinking in a lot of different scenarios. Somebody out there is living the life that I want. Like somebody out there, when I was starting a business and I would get tired and like there was, it seemed like there was just so much to do. I'd be like, there is somebody out there that is 
starting a business while working another job there, you know, and as a single parent, there's somebody basically in the same situation as I am and they're making it happen somehow. Somebody is, which, you know, I think is kind of the opposite outlook of most people. Most people that stay stuck, they're too focused on them. Like you don't understand my life is really busy. Oh, really? I don't understand your life is bit like, do you know anybody whose life isn't busy? I mean, other than me, mine right now, <laughs> but I mean, for the, and even mine can still get busy, but everybody's life is busy. The world is moving at Mach 10 when we should be doing Mach one. I mean, the world goes way too fast. We're way too busy. Everybody is busy. So most people are like, Oh, I can't, I'm too busy. You don't understand. I can't, I'm too busy. I was the opposite. I, I would be like, there is somebody that has a very similar life to me and they're doing something with it. They're, they're starting a business and they're, they're going to be successful and they're going to do it. What are they doing? What's that person doing? Oh, well, and I remember one time I was thinking this, I got a, a little overwhelmed because I had stopped home for something and I was going to work and I had this little window and I stopped at a bank to open up a business banking account. And I was a little overwhelmed and I was like, oh my God, like, how am I going to do this? Like I have 45 minutes and I'm squeezing in, stopping by the bank, opening up a bank account, getting back in the car and getting to work. Like maybe th this is tight, man. Like my life is so busy right now and I've started feeling sorry for myself. And I stopped and I was like, well, take myself out of the equation because that's all emotional, right? So is there an entrepreneur out there that is working and a single parent and they're trying to start a business? Like what would their day look like? Like, well, it could fluctuate quite a bit, but I could imagine that perhaps maybe one day they would have a free hour and they would decide to pop by the bank and open up a business account because it's probably only going to take a half an hour and it's something that they can check off their list and get done. And then they can go back with their other responsibilities. And if they don't finish it, they could just walk out of the bank and go back and finish it another day, I would imagine. So I guess somebody, some entrepreneur trying to start a business might have a day that looks like that. It's like, okay, then it's reasonable. And stop feeling sorry for yourself and just understand where you are. You're an entrepreneur trying to start a business and your schedule is tight. It's okay. You'll make it. You'll succeed. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's all about mindset and how we look at it. You know, and how we prioritize our time. Is it important to us? If it is, then act like it. But don't, you know, the, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this, like I'm saying kind of a lot of stuff that people are going to be like, well, yeah, Glenn, that's common sense. But, and it is, but many, 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 many people do not live like this. And many people who think that they've prioritized their time have not. <laughs> like back when people used to tell me they were busy and, and I'd talk to them about prioritizing, like this was back, 
you know, nine years ago or something when I was seeing clients in person, like what I used to do is break out my phone and I'd be like, Oh, you're, you're busy. Okay. Um, look at my schedule. This is, this is my schedule. And this is what I accomplished yesterday. Just, just yesterday. And their jaw would drop. They'd be like, are you, you're serious? Yeah, it's right there. It's yesterday. All that's done. They're like, how do you, how would you do that? <laughs> you know, it's because I prioritize and I organize and I know how my time is being spent. You know, it's not pissed away. It's not like, oh, you know, every time I have a free moment looking down, playing around on Facebook and then going, oh, well, oh, it's time to do something again. Oh, OK. Like the, all those little spaces can be filled in with productivity or just plain stillness. Spiritual expansion. If you, you can just sit there for five minutes and connect. So, and, the, the, you know, you get payoffs out of that. But you do that type of stuff if it's a priority in your life. Let me think. You guys got any questions or anything? Questions, comments, concerns? Um, yeah, let me just kind of run my little mental check, see if anything pops up while I'm waiting to see if you guys have any input. Um Yeah, basically what I'm getting is just really living on purpose, you know, like we we don't want to. Most times people wake up five years, 15 years and in previous generations, 80 years or 70 years later, and they look back on their life and they're like, oh, I. Oh, man, I, I missed it. Like what what do people regret? You know, when, when when they get older and they look back at a life that they that they haven't really enjoyed it, why why didn't they enjoy it? Like, you know, it, it's usually things like they work too much. They didn't spend enough time with family or friends. They didn't have enough downtime. They didn't enjoy uh, things that they enjoy. You know why? It's because they didn't prioritize their time. They didn't look at their time as this valuable currency. It's the only thing we have in this life, and we have to be conscious of how we're spending it. You know, so we don't once we spend our time, we can't get that back. We can't make more of it. You know, it's the currency of life. So when, when you're on your deathbed looking back on your life or when you get older looking back on, on your earlier life, you don't want to look back and be like, what? Oh my God, I missed that whole part or I, I, I didn't have any fun during this stretch of my life or I had no downtime or I didn't take care of myself or I didn't spend my time with my children or I didn't, I, I used to love skiing and I don't, I never went skiing or whatever. Like, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. It's your life, man. Value your life. It's a gift. 
you know, treat it as such. Actually be conscious of how you're spending your time and spend it wisely and prioritize things. Prioritize what's important to you. If it's important to you, act like it's important to you. How? By putting time towards it, by putting energy towards it. Not necessarily more time than you put towards your job. You don't have to quit your job to do this type of lifestyle, but put energy towards it. Make sure it's a part of your life. If you enjoy something, make sure that's part of your life. If you enjoy going to the movies, make sure you go to the movies once a month. If, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. There's no judgment. It's just if there's something that you enjoy in life, make sure it's part of your life. Nobody can do this but you, and you can do it way better than you realize. People think we're, they're such victims of life. Well, you don't understand. I have to go to work and I have kids. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't have to go to work. I didn't have kids. Like that, that didn't happen. Like, of course I understand. It, slow down and consciously come in and find ways. If something is a priority and you act like it's a priority and you have an open mind, you will find a place for it. You'll find a place. You will. It's amazing what happens when you put energy towards something. So whatever you want in your life, understand that you have to have, put energy towards it. If you want peace and happiness in your life, you need to put energy towards having peace and happiness in your life. Sometimes that looks like setting aside 10 minutes to meditate. Sometimes that looks like um, saying no to working overtime when you could half the time. See, we have to be creative. Like, like if you if you work half if you work overtime, like, um, you know, five hours a week or something. Like, you don't have to do that every single week. Like, you can you can you know you or every single day. Maybe you could work four hours of overtime, and then if you do do that, take that one other hour. And do something specific with it that you want to do. Like make that hour an addition to your life. Make that hour a priority. Make that hour something special. Make it an act of self-love. Then it'll feel like it's like five hours. <laughs> you know? <laughs> because there's so much meaning to it. So it's it's not about, you know, if you if you have a busy life, I get it. It doesn't mean you can't make adjustments. Just make adjustments. See where you can squeeze stuff in. So prioritize your time. Prioritize your money. Prioritize your relationships. And then, you know, I know that the work thing always, you know, gets in the way. And, and you know, I've said multiple times that you don't have to stop working for this, which you don't. But just... I'm going to give you guys, like, if you guys haven't heard this before, this very well may blow your mind. <laughs> There's 24 hours in a day, right? But people don't slow down enough to think of what that means. There's 24 hours in a day. That means that if you work eight hours and you sleep eight hours, that means you have eight hours a day. Every single day, you have eight hours. What are you doing with that eight hours? Most people are like, 
Oh my God, that's true. Yeah, it's true. So, I mean, you know, now do you have eight hours to sit on your butt doing nothing? No, no, of course not. That's not a realistic view. So you take a realistic view like, okay, well, um, I have to commute to work and back. Okay, well, maybe that's another hour every day. You know, so now you're down to seven, you know, and uh, you have to cook and eat. Uh, maybe that's a couple more. Okay, well, now you're down to five. All right. Well, um, then you had to like, I'm trying to think of, you know, if you got kids, I I need to help them with homework. Okay. Well, it's uh, two more. Uh, You you know, what do you got? Three left. What are you doing with the other three hours? Sitting there watching TV. Now I'm not saying that you shouldn't sit around watching TV. It's fine. I mean, quite honestly, I usually get about anywhere from one to two hours of streaming something most evenings. Not every evening, but most evenings I'll stream anywhere from one to two hours. And no problem doing that. Um, But I mean, very rarely would I do that for three hours. I would rather be still (laughs) and do nothing than do TV. So this this might help. Also, like Eckhart Tolle did a nice job explaining this. I, I believe it was him many years ago. He said that the problem is we function at the level of thinking all the time. And that's exhausting. And it's unhealthy, quite honestly. He said, so what most people do is they dumb themselves down. And that they do that by watching TV. They do that by um, a lot of addictive habits, you know, social media, um, computer, excuse me, computer browsing, um, alcohol, drugs, sex, relationships, a lot of this stuff that can be addictive. They, they dumb themselves down by that. And what people don't realize is, you know, like, especially with TV, it's a little bit more obvious in some other areas like drinking and drugs, TV does the same thing basically to our mind. It drops us down below the level of thinking. So it it makes us feel like we're resting because we're not caught up in that incessant level of thinking. But we're below the level of thinking. There's no recuperation that comes from that. You know, and I noticed this like many years ago, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so exhausted. I've been doing too much. I'm going to do nothing all weekend. And I really did whatever I needed to and, and got this whole weekend set away. And I'm like, I'm just sitting around doing nothing and I'm going to eat some pizza and I'm going to watch movies all weekend. And I'm just going to give myself a break. I did that. Monday came and I was just as stressed out as I was Friday. And I was like, why didn't I recuperate, man? I laid around doing nothing watching TV. And this is why is because I dropped below the level of thinking. There's no recuperation that takes place there. It's not we're, we're just dumbing ourselves down. We're being less than our fuller self, fullest self. We're being less than that. So the, like that goes against nature. We're not supposed to be less than ourselves. Right. 
So this is why nature can't give us positive feedback in any form like recuperation. It, we can't recuperate like that. So what, it, what we have to do is learn to go above the level of thinking. Then we're, we're, we're going to our higher self. We're going to our best version of ourselves. That's where recuperation takes place. And they've proven this scientifically, like with meditation. They've said that. I forgot the numbers, so this probably won't be right number-wise. But it's something like 20 minutes of meditation is equal to like two hours of sleep. Because the recuperation in meditation is actually higher than the recuperation level of sleep. So... So this is why, you know, there's nothing wrong with watching TV, even on a regular basis. But if that's your if if you think that that's your recuperation time, your self-love time, it's not. That's your dumbing yourself down time. Like I said, I mean, you can incorporate that in your life. There's nothing wrong with having it in your life. It's just don't think it's something it's not. You know, you're not recuperating during that time. This is not healthy. This is checking out. That's what that is. That's like watching TV is basically like not existing for that hour. <laughs> like it's like making a 24 hour a day, 23 hours. Like you're just like, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's not healthy. You don't benefit from it, <clears throat> you know. So that, that's important to know. But prioritize your time. Now that you know that you have eight, eight hours aside other than work and sleep, start paying attention to how you're spending that and use the schedule. And I don't know how anybody gets through life, even if they're unemployed, for Christ's sakes. How do you keep track of your doctor's appointments or like anything? Like what? It's just use your calendar, people. Okay, please. <laughs> Usually I don't tell people to do stuff like that, but I mean, it's important when you're <laughs> prioritizing stuff. When you're trying to keep track of your time, we need to write things down because we think we can understand and calculate everything in our brain. And we think way too much of our brain's capabilities. And I think I'm a very intelligent person. And I still like the things that like I use my calendar for everything and I have for many years and I keep track of everything. And as a general rule, very rarely do I forget things. Very rarely do things not get done that need to get done. And like, you know, usually I'm on time for things like I, uh, I I'm a very highly functional person. But it's because I use tools. It's not because I depend on my brain, no matter how smart it is. I understand the limits of a brain. Whenever somebody says they don't use a calendar, I'm like blown away. Because those are usually how the conversation starts is something happens and they go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, I forgot. And I go, oh, do you use a calendar? And they're like, well, no. And I go, oh, well, I, I can't believe you thought you'd remember. <laughs> I've had that conversation many times, personal training and life coaching. Like you, as fast paced as this world is, you thought you were going to remember everything without a calendar. I find that to be an unrealistic expectation, quite honestly. Um, so writing stuff down and seeing it, then you can, and blocking off downtime. Look, I have two hours for myself. Oh, I want to watch TV for an hour of it. Okay, cool. Do whatever the hell you want. 
you know? But when you start doing stuff like this, if you want to, like anything becomes possible, you can, you can get back into a hobby that you wanted. You could, you could learn a, a foreign language or take up a hobby if you wanted. You can like expand yourself, you know, if there's something, if you're okay money-wise and you're okay with your job, then fine. Then, then go use this for fun, enjoyable stuff. If you don't like your work situation, then use it to look for another job or use it to start a side gig. Like it's about, it, it's never been easier to start a business in this world. I mean, with the internet, are you kidding me? You can start a business doing anything, you know, for, for 50 bucks. It's done. You got business cards, you got a website, you got everything. <laughs> you're, you're off and running. You, you don't even need business cards. Get a, get a virtual one. Free app on your find phone. Hi, hello. That's the one I use. Hi, hello app free virtual thing. People can just scan it and get your information on their phone. Uh, but that's what I mean. Like if you start looking into things, it's just, it's good. If you want to start a business, honestly, I swear, start it. You can start your own business in 30 minutes to an hour a day, five days a week, more than enough time, more than enough time. Five hours a week. More than enough time to start it, start your own business. Because that's the beauty of starting your own business as a side gig. You just, you can put whatever time you have into it. So what? You put five hours a week into starting your own business. And then after, you know, a few months, you're making, you know, a few hundred bucks a month. Cool. You know, sweet. You're only putting five hours, you know, you're putting in five hours a week. So you're making a few hundred bucks. Cool. A few hundred extra bucks. Then it expands. Then it expands. You know, next thing you know, you're making a thousand bucks a month and two thousand bucks a month. You know, now all of a sudden you're like, wow, if I put really, you know, this is five, maybe I'm up to 10 hours a week now because I got excited and it was going well. My God, if I put 40 hours a week in, I could quit my job and do what I enjoy over here. Be my own boss. Okay, cool. You know, like you can do it in stages. That's the beauty of it. So this is when you prioritize your time. Your life can be so much fuller as it adds up because you can look back over six months or you can look back over two years and be like, wow, man, you know, that hobby that I do once a week, that is really I feel much more fulfilled living like this or that skill that I learned or that business that I started or, or just the fact that I give myself an hour a day of downtime. What a gift that is. Like I actually, my self love has raised because I do that because I take an hour a day to just read or just sit there like, Oh my God, look at the benefit, like do it and then see what the benefits are. It really makes a huge difference, you know, but you just got to think outside the box sometimes and really understand that prioritizing is just really finding out what's important and then acting like it's important by putting time and energy towards it. And, and it, it, it's not on a grand scale. That's the thing that 
keeps so many people stuck is they they they, they think that they're supposed to take they're, they're supposed to go from where they are to a completely different life overnight and if they can't accomplish that then oh my god well why bother that's a hell of a thing to say about your life why bother you know you retire at what is it in the 70s you have to be to retire nowadays or something you know you retire at 72 and you go have you done anything fun in the last 50 years not really why ah why bother Wow. <laughs> you know, life is what what happens when you're busy doing other things. Do it consciously. We all have 24 hour days. So use them wisely. Time is currency and we don't get it back once we spent it. You know, as busy as I was when I was when when my son was young one thing that i look back on and honestly it just warms my heart if i remember right i believe i missed two of my son's soccer games two and he started playing when he was i don't know six and at eight he started playing competitively so when he was eight that meant he was playing year round like he was playing two seasons of indoor, one spring and one summer or something, like league-wise. So he was playing year-round since he was eight until he until he graduated high school. So you know, for for ten years, and I missed two games. I love that man. How 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 does somebody accomplish that? Prioritizing. That's how. And and it was tested. You know, I almost lost my job. Well, I was threatened that they were going to fire me from three different jobs. Where, it, you know, three. Di I'll clarify. Three different times. I, I worked three different jobs before I started my business. And all three of those jobs at one time or another, my boss came to me and said there was a mandatory business meeting on the time that I was going to be with my son. And all three times I said, I will not be at the mandatory meeting. So if it's a mandatory meeting, what's on the table? Possible firing, right? That's because it's mandatory. <laughs> and I risked it all three times and I didn't get fired all three times. Because my, and, and this, okay, this is how I think I'm going to wrap it up. The first one was the most extreme and it was awesome. And, and I was just, it was my first job after I had woken up. And I was going to see my son and, and my boss was like, mandatory meeting. And I said, I, I, um, I can't. I'm not going to be there. And he said, well, I don't think you understand. It's mandatory. And I said, well, no, I understand the word mandatory. I said, but it's not really mandatory. And he's like, yeah, it is. And I said, I'm not trying to be difficult. I said, I understand you feel it's mandatory. I said, but it's not mandatory for me. What I mean by that is what's mandatory for me is me spending time with my son. That's mandatory. It's going to happen. Whether I have this job or whether I don't have this job, that's not mandatory. So therefore, the meeting isn't mandatory. So my priority is to spend my time with my son. 
And he was like, well, could your ex-wife watch your son? I said, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe. But I mean, I'm not going to ask her because that's not the point. And he's like, what? <laughs> he was looking at me like I had five heads. He's like, what, what are you, you know, what are you talking about? Because I was very calm. I wasn't argumentative. I wasn't trying to be difficult. I was just matter of fact. I'm just not going to be there. You know, I said, I'm not going to ask her because that's not the point. The point is, is me spending time with my son. It's not, can somebody watch my son other than me? Like, I don't know, maybe somebody could watch my, that's not what it's about. It's about me spending time with my child. That's what it's about. So I'm not going to ask my ex-wife if she can watch him because that's not what it's about. I want to spend time with my son. So I'm going to spend time with my son. And if you want to fire me over that, then that's fine. You have the right to do that. You have the right to run this business however you deem appropriate. And if that includes firing people over going to spend time with their son when they're not working, they're not supposed to be working, that's fine. Then you can fire me. Just let me know. And no. <laughs> and he was just like, ah, ah, ah. So I said, well, you know, and I was leaving and I remember I said, I, I live like 15 minutes away. It wasn't much of a ride. I said, well, well, am I definitely fired? Because this is a mandatory meeting or do you have to discuss it to decide if I'm fired? And he's like, well, well no, I guess we'd have to discuss it first. I said, oh, OK. I said, well, I, the reason I was asking, because if I was definitely fired, I, I would just take my stuff that's in my desk and bring it home. But if you guys have to discuss it, it's only a 15 minute drive. So I'll just leave my stuff here. And then if you guys fire me, I'll come make the drive and get my stuff. And he's looking at me like, are you freaking serious, dude? <laughs> oh, it was just, it was just a matter of fact, it's just how my brain worked, you know? Like, yeah, serious. Like, you, you know, and every one of my jobs, when I left them, the, my bosses made a point to to state that they respected me as a father, which I appreciated, you know? So hopefully I was able to open their eyes up a little bit too. This is what prioritization looks like. And this is how you live the life of your dreams, quite honestly, by just living consciously and choosing where to put your time and, how, and what's important to you and make decisions based on that. Spend your time wisely and you'll have a life that means a lot if you put the things that mean a lot at the top of your priority list. You see? All right, cool. Thank you, thank you, people. And hey, thanks, Babs, for tuning in. I appreciate that. And of course, all of you. Um, thank you, thank you. And uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of the evening. Oh, I think my mouse just died. Oh, now it's working again. Um, oh, yeah, it's going in and out. Um, trackpad time. All right, peeps. Have a great evening. Let me know if um, I can be of service. Take care and go prioritize your life. Looking for more? Check out over 200 episodes of Life Lessons and Laughter, or click the link in the description of this episode to connect with Glenn directly.